Steve, let me ask you a personal question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a mother, Steve? I do indeed. Fantastic. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, we all do, but I'm sure you're a good son and you love your mother, don't you, Steve? Uh, uh, the best. I'm like legendary. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, I got a tip for you. You can really win Mother's Day. Win your mother over on Mother's Day. Cement your reputation as this really good son. Give your mom an Aura digital picture frame. Have you heard of these things, Steve? Yes, I have. They're loaded up with decades of photos. You can just like hook them up to the phone and then you get the photos running through it, kind of scrolling through it. You seen these things? Yeah, they're great. They're really cool. Yeah, and you can get everything. Uh, and Pictures of your mom, pictures of whoever, your family, your brothers, all, all these things things. They're a wonderful item. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code word ChinwagPod at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This is Paul Giamatti speaking. And this is Stephen Asma. And this episode of Chinwag is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is indeed, Steve. Let me ask you a blunt question. Do you ever feel stuck, Steve? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you ever feel kind of stuck in the mud? Every day, my friend. Yeah. Every damn day. And then what happens is you get overwhelmed because you're kind of stuck, right? True. As I get older, and I am getting older, folks, I may not look it. You may <laughs> think, oh, he's like Dorian Gray. He's going backwards. Yeah, well, Wow, he's, he's, he's going backwards. I am getting older, folks. It's hard to believe. The thing I notice is how important it is to maintain a balance. You know, I guess you'd call it work-life balance. I don't think I'm alone here, but therapy's helped me do this, this balance. It can help you find equilibrium. It can help you feel more empowered in the decisions you make, the boundaries and priorities you set. It's good in that way. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help. A try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sometimes that's hard, right, to find the right person. So this helps. You can change. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash chinwag today to get 10% off your first month. That's better help. H-E-L-P dot com slash chinwag. Oh, hello there. Hello, chum. Hello. <laughs> Hello, chum. Yes. Chum. You know, it's funny. I was just about to say hello. Well, it's Chinwag. Hello and welcome to Chinwag. I was just about to say, uh, I am Paul Giamatti and this is my friend, Stephen Asma. I was like, it's not adequate. Friend is inadequate. Indeed. Chum is uh, closer, I think. Chum. Chum. It's not chum used is, chum like actually, it should be. It's an important. <laughs> no. Chum. Chum is a good one. Did you ever read the Hardy Boys when you were a kid? I did. did. You read the, and, the Hardy yes. Boys books? And Encyclopedia Brown and, they always, and all that, yeah. Uh, see, I didn't read the Encyclopedia. Oh. I just read the Hardy Boys. You, you're not going to get uh, haughty on me now because I read the fucking Encyclopedia. No. Because I No, I think a that's tone. probably- There was a tone. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I guess we're not chums anymore, huh? I guess this is it. Holy all right, all right. cow. I'm on a little- uh... Holy. No, I just was going to say. Actually, I think Encyclopedia Brown's a little bit more more brainy than, <laughs> than the Hardy Boys. I was just going to say, no, I stuck with the low-rent Hardy Boys. But they always called each other chums. They did. They were always like, my chum, my chum, whoever it was in that Yeah, time. kind of the British- Joe and Frank uh, had their chums. That 19th century 
you know, chum. Yeah. But then the, well, it was kind of 50s, too. Yeah, that's right. The, the, even you'll yeah. hear it in like film noir and you're like, wow, they're using chum. Yeah, what do you yeah, say, chum? Exactly. Yeah, how about that yes. one, chum? Yeah, it seems really weird. <laughs> that's really strange. Anyway, my, 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 my dear chum, Dr. Stephen Asma, welcome. Um, uh, Absolutely. This is, a, this is a special little episode. We, um, yeah, this is fun. We've received letters. We received wonderful musings from from our, our fine and loyal listeners. And we have a great letter that we're gonna read today from a fellow uh, in Japan. Yeah, Arthur uh, in Japan. It, We've actually gotten a few. Uh, our reach is vast, <laughs> it's, it's worldwide. We've gotten a few things from. <laughs> it's global. We're big in Japan, that's the point. We're, we're huge in Japan. in Japan. I think we're, we were, I think we've, we've received things from all over the globe. <laughs> Romania, did we get one from Romania? I don't know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. No, I just shattered my dreams, my hopes But we've dreams. gotten a few things from, from down from under. Uh, down under. Yes, we yes. have, which would be Australia, yes. just for people who maybe think that was a, a euphemism for something, which actually means Australia. Arthur in Japan, who wrote us uh, about something that neither Steve or I had ever heard of, which is Thomas Edison's invention that he never, obviously never marketed, that <laughs> may not have even made, which was the, a spirit a phone. A spirit phone. It was this. Yeah, I even love his, the, the, gonna, the name of it, the spirit phone. It's just a great idea. Totally. You could talk to the other Absolutely. side or something or hear from the other you side. really could have. Yeah, that somehow was it was not, it's not entirely clear what he was going to do, but I ne neither of us had ever even heard of this thing. It's something that, uh, you know, has caught on a little bit. The kids on uh, TikTok mm -hmm. are using this oh, kind of something like a spirit box, and so they're into it. But mm -hmm. I didn't realize that Edison was actually working on something like this. Yep. Fascinating. So Edison is is today's news. That's right. Actually, isn't that incredible? That's He's right. back, and so we're going to talk about that. And and because Steve and I like to make associations, it, it rang a bell for us about when we talked to old good old Bill Shatner. That's right. Back in the day. And if you if you uh, haven't uh, heard that uh, that whole episode with Shatner, uh, go back and find that because it's from the early days of the chin wag, and it's fantastic. And this is a chunk Steve that's uh, brand new that that we haven't aired before. Uh, but before we do that, actually, don't forget. Go to oh, Apple Podcasts. head on down to Apple Podcasts, yeah. people. Rank, Don't review delay, us. Guys. Give us that feedback. Absolutely. It's very helpful. Yeah, We'd love to hear letter, from you Because who knows? Yeah, we might read your letter uh, on Absolutely. the air. Yeah. As we're about to do. As we are about to do uh, with this letter from uh, a chap named Arthur in Japan. Let's listen in. Stephen, I have an alarming bit of trivia for you. This is really, this is, yeah, this is kind of gross. So buckle up. Okay. <laughs> this is this alarmed me. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat, Steve? Come on, that's disturbing. That's disturbing, isn't it? You can get the acne. It can get you the stuffy nose. It can bump up the allergies. It's awful. That's gross. It's gross. I had no idea. Well, Steve, Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and requires three times less laundry. I'm telling you, I, I got these sheets. I wake up and I feel a little bit clearer. I feel cleaner already, Steve. I feel clean as a whistle. It's it's not a joke. And that's good. They make the perfect holiday gift. All your friends and family can sleep clean with Miracle. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? Go to trymiracle.com slash chinwag to try it today. 
or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo Chinwag at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash chinwag and use the code chinwag to claim your free three-piece towel set, Steve, and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash chinwag to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. Dear Professor Asthma, oh, you don't get... uh... You don't even get recognized here in this letter, buddy. Yeah, oh. see? See what I count? See, I don't count. Okay. Congratulations to you and co-host Paul Giamatti on this year's launch of your podcast, Chinwag. I've, be- I've begun listening and find it very interesting. If it might be of interest, I'd like to ask you to cover the topic of Thomas Edison's rumored invention of a device to contact the dead, Incredible. the so-called spirit phone. Incredible. This is really amazing. This is good. This is a good, yeah. this is good. I had not heard of it. I don't think neither you had either, I. maybe? No, before. neither had I. Neither had so I. So then uh, Arthur continues here. He says, at the risk of covering points to, to which you are already well aware, which we're not. <laughs> I love that. Uh, while speculation abounds, what is beyond dispute is that in an interview with B.C. Forbes for the October 1920 issue of the American Magazine, Edison proposed the idea of building a communication device to aid psychical researchers in seeking proof of life after death. Later that month, Scientific American requested an interview with Edison to ask him to clarify his ideas on the device. There is no known evidence that Edison ever followed up on this idea, as there are apparently no extant notes, plans, or equipment. The original 1948 edition of Edison's posthumously published uh, memoirs includes a final chapter titled The Realms Beyond which includes his speculations about life after death and using technology to contact spirits. However, the chapter is redacted from all subsequent editions. Thank you very much for your attention. Uh, And uh, he says, uh, to my podcast uh, topic request, I wish you and Mr. Giamatti the best of success going forward. Thank you very much, Arthur. Appreciate the question. Fascinating. I I had not heard about this. Really cool. You had, you had never heard about this. I had Thomas never heard Edison. I, I had never heard of this before. The inventor of the light and bulb and you yeah. know, this this guy, who, you know, the phonograph, the light bulb. I mean, there's all kinds of theories about him stealing ideas and stuff like that. But that's right. But 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 this, I had no idea. I had no idea. He has he had like something like a thousand patents or several hundred Crazy. patents, some ridiculous number. But Super I did not weird. know that he was in, in, interested in a spirit phone. No, and it's interesting how. Many of these kind of early 20th century guys, I mean, it's like Houdini was interested in this stuff. And he yes. was like, you know, in theory, like skeptical about, about things and was a magician and knows that things. But he sort of, he buys into Arthur Conan Doyle, writes Sherlock Holmes. That's right. Ends up being interested in this stuff. Thomas Edison, who is, you know, if nothing and not a man of science in some right. way, is like, like it's, a beli- it's, it's going of for science. The, it's going for this stuff. It's interesting that whole thing of like you know Newton was an alchemist and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of cool that the you secret know, history and, and of these and that seems to scientists. die out. That seems that I don't think you're going to find a whole lot of like 
guys now who are going to cop to being like, you're totally I think you're going to find some engineer now who's like, yeah, I got a perpetual motion machine in my closet. You know what I mean? <laughs> who's like, <laughs> he's working which, on it. <laughs> yeah, there are, probably is a guy. I'm sure yeah. there are guys like that out there, but whether I'm going to call them a legit engineer, you're not going to find a guy who's like, you know, eminent Harvard engineer. Well, or, I don't know. I think the you're level wrong. of somebody. Really? I think you're say wrong. Like, I think that, Okay. I think there are guys who, uh, men and women who are practicing scientists who are open to a lot of paranormal and psi things and weird, but there are, there is a kind of science police Mm -hmm. and these guys get on podcasts and newscasts. They are like, scientists believe this. There's nothing supernatural. There's nothing unempirical. And yeah, they are policing the border. But I yeah. think real scientists are more no, open-minded. You're right. And when they do that, it's like that guy, John Mack, who was the psychiatry professor at Harvard who came out about alien abduction. And that was kind of it for that guy. It, it hurt his ways. career. Yeah. It sure did. Yeah. And even now so there's that bracket guy. it out. There's that guy, Ari Loeb at Harvard, the astronomer, who's saying he's finding, you know, and I'm sure it's not doing Is he the guy that there. says he's seen some uh, UFO tackers? Or yeah, he's the guy who thought that that Oumuamua, that thing, that object that was floating oh, through space a long, little while ago, uh, the long yeah, thing, the long he was convinced it was, a, it was a vehicle of some kind. And it was oh, that it was an alien Oumuamua. artifact or vehicle or something. Oumuamua, I think it was called. Because and now it, it he's the guy. strange. It, it yes, kind of had did. a strange move trajectory. The whole thing it, of it right? was strange. It was like, yeah, it was just strange. It was weird looking and it yeah. was like, and, um, but now he claims that, yes, he's maybe found like these weird particles that he thinks are, I don't know, from a meteor or something like that or found in a oh, meteor. Oh, I didn't know that's the like same that. guy. Okay. Yeah. I think that's he, the same guy. I think he may not be guy. teaching much longer. He may, <laughs> he may <laughs> not be at Harvard much longer, but he's going to have a TV show. But this whole thing was fascinating to me. Super yeah. fascinating to me. And it and it, it, it inspired me to do two things, which is to look at these magazines, to find online oh. this magazine from the 20s and the Scientific cool. American from the same era. And first of all, these magazines are incredible. They it's are. It's like they're, they're awesome. incredible to look at. First of all, they're comprehensive. There's yeah. a, they're like 300 pages long. It's like, you know, and it's like the ads are great and stuff like that. But it's actually amazing how contemporary they seem still. You yes. know what I mean? It's like how much it hasn't really changed that much magazine culture for much, as much as they exist anymore. It's like, you know, but how much they, they still look like that is really incredible, you know? But I had to, and in reading this interview with him, it was really wild to read some of what he said. And one thing he said it. really jumped out at me that I just want to read. Because yeah, it's it. like, this is Thomas Edison saying, he's talking right? about yeah. why he's building this thing. And he's being very cagey about it in some ways, at least in this first interview. In the second one, he's less forthcoming because I think he thought, <laughs> he realized, whoops, I shouldn't have been yeah, saying yeah, this stuff. Because now everybody thinks I'm nuts, <laughs> which is really funny. Because in the second one, he's just like, okay, let me set the record straight. I didn't say that I believe in ghosts. He's very like, but this first one, he's, he's yeah. kind of like, he's just kind of, he's shooting his mouth off a little bit. But he talks about all kinds of things. But he does say, let me see, I have a theory of my own which would explain scientifically the existence in us of what is termed our subconscious mind. This was something I thought really jumped out at me. It is quite possible that those spiritualists who declare they receive communications from another world allow their subconscious minds to predominate over their ordinary everyday minds and permit themselves to become, in a sense, hypnotized into thinking that their imaginings are actualities, that what they imagine 
as occurring while they are in this mental state really has occurred. That's awesome. And I was like, that's the shit we talk about all yeah, the time. the imagination. Which is that you're like, but he's applying it only to spiritualists. And I'm like, everybody does that. Yes, everybody Doesn't does Doesn't everybody do that? But he has all kinds of crazy, which I just thought was amazing to hear him saying that. And that's a cool thing to read yeah. 1920. Somebody is saying. That feels really modern too, the way really he describes modern. it. Yeah, that there's this, Yeah. He, I mean, how how do you invent so much shit without, like, really chasing after your own imagination? Like, that, his own imagination must have been a huge part of his mental life. And, totally. Um, and I think it's a huge part of everybody's mental life, but he really put it to work because, <laughs> you know, he's totally. just a great innovator. No, and and the he, other no, totally. It was all imagination, and he was not. He was a self-educated guy, I think. He was not. Yeah. He was a completely self-educated guy. Right, he he. I, I I don't know much about his education, but he's sort of like in that kind of Henry Ford, you know, Edison, like um, yes, basically and, can do practical knowledge. Yeah, and he goes on to talk about his sort of theory. Sorry, I'm just looking ahead. Yes, it was all that kind of self-made man. Pull yourself up, but he he goes on to, to expound a theory that's really. I'm gonna. Sorry, I just have to read this because I find it really fascinating. Do it. He talks about how no, none of us understand anything. We don't know what, what oh, water yeah, is. We that. don't know what yeah. electricity is. Yeah. We don't know what anything is. We don't know why yeah. we breathe. We don't know why. He goes in this whole thing. <laughs> the more we learn, the more we realize that there is in life things which we used to regard as inanimate, as lifeless. We now know that the difference between the lowest known forms of animal life and trees or flowers or other plants is not so very great. Small as these units of life are, they can still contain a sufficient number of ultimate particles of matter to form highly organized entities or individuals with memory, certain varieties of skill, uh, other attributes of living entities. Yeah. We in our ignorance of all that pertains to life have come to imagine that if certain things happen to a human being or an animal, its whole life ceases. This notion has been repeatedly. He makes this whole case for there being sort of consciousness and objects things being filled with particles of life. And I mean, it's almost like quantum shit that he's talking about. And it's like, and they're indestructible. These things are indestructible too. And so his idea is that that personality can survive because some, it has this energy in it, this, this yeah. indestructible energy. It's like a sort of, sort of a thermodynamics principle, like where once you get broken up, you die, then your heat goes into other things, you know, like my heat goes into the ground and becomes right. worm food. And right. if my heat or the elements like that can leave and, and basically re-manifest in other forms, he says, he calls it swarms. Yes. He calls it swarms of energy. Your personality right. is made of swarms, swarms of energy. Swarms of energy, which is cool. really cool. And then really that cool. goes out of your body and, and he moves makes around. This, and he makes this very kind of, I mean, I don't, he must have been, I don't know if he was an atheist high? or what he was. <laughs> he must have been high. He must have been tripping. I don't know if he was an atheist or what he was. It's interesting. No, he because said, no at one point he says, like, I'm not... Because the interviewer like says like if you're worried that he's an atheist or something, uh, uh, I think yeah, there's I some quick yeah. yeah they they that's that immediately. Oh, that's interesting. Well, probably he felt he had to say that, but he makes but the equivalency the fact that he says like a chair, a a, a yeah. lion and a guy are the same thing. Yeah, it's that's like you know radical. it's really is really radical for that yeah. time, right? That's I mean like that's some, really cool. That's that's out there. 
Yeah. It's really I think cool. that he's like, and we've talked about this before, like it, at this time, like at the turn of the century, the teens, the twenties, there's all this influence coming like from the East. There's these world conferences that are happening at the world exposition right. in Chicago, that's right. the yeah, Theosophical right. Society, that's right. right. all these Blavatsky, all that stuff. And he, I hear him sort of talking about and Einstein too, because Einstein's saying, look, matter is energy. Energy is matter. Yeah. He's using it to sort of talk about this age-old problem of like, what, what yeah. could there be life after the body is dead? Totally. You know? Totally. It's fascinating. And, he, and then he talks about the actual device, which is some crazy sounding. I mean, he actually a talks about it A delicate apparatus. Bit. Yeah, but it's like a weird horn. It sounds almost like a phonograph or something. It sounds a little bit similar to the phonograph. It's not that different. It's bigger or something, he says. But he did, then he kind of stopped. This is in the next interview in Scientific American. And he's kind of like, <laughs> but like, I'm not going to talk uh -huh. about this anymore. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> he clearly is like, what did I just do? But what, 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 why couldn't we find any, you know, record of it? Like there's no like half built thing anywhere. You know what I mean? Like it's like I he wonder. almost said burn Ooh, all good, this stuff. You yeah, know? maybe. Well, the, the the chapter in his book is redacted. He clearly at some yeah. point he was like, this was stupid. Let's take this out because I don't want to talk about this. That's a great idea. That's a good plot for somebody. Somebody yeah. finds somebody finds fucking Edison's through. spirit phone. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that, <laughs> totally. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That guy who wrote us that letter, Arthur, elaborated further, and he actually has written a novel about Tesla and Edison, I think. Yes. And, and it looks there's a whole, yeah, it does. And there's a whole school of thought that Edison stole this idea from Tesla, as there's many wow. schools of thought that he stole a lot of his ideas from Tesla. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about this area. Neither do I, that. but I read a little bit, and, and, and Arthur wrote this, this uh, message, uh, is a great defender of Edison over Tesla, oh, which is not is something right? you run into all the time. Most people take Tesla's side. And he actually says, whoa, 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 let's stop like completely discrediting oh. Einstein, uh, Einstein, uh, Edison, Edison for things. Yeah, which really? is interesting. Yeah, which is really interesting. Um, but it's really, well, I, this <clears> kind <throat> of, this, the, the whole, there's a thing that fascinates me. I just decide, I'm going to, I'm just going to take a fucking detour, but I'm going to do it. Well, that's it's what really our show's for, man. The whole sort of like these technologies like this, because sometimes when you go back and look at these things, I mean, electricity for him, obviously, electricity changes the game, but it's like, there's a really cool thing. Have you ever seen that they found a recording of the human voice that predates way before any, they thought people were recording the human voice? 
and it's from they like recorded? the 1840s or something. Oh, I don't and it's know, on this kinda... waxed piece of paper on a cylinder, but it's oh. pre sort of electrified and everything like that, I think. And it's, it's some like, analog. Yeah, and you can process. and you can hear it. You can listen to it online, and it's a woman singing a French song, and it's really creepy because it's super ghostly and spectral, and you can <laughs> really? barely hear her voice. <laughs> but it's way it predates by like 40 years or something when they thought people could develop technology like this maybe or even they, more if you vibrate like a wire that's and then what it, it was it's basically somehow it actually worked or, you know somehow it actually worked which makes me go if it was that easy to do like i could imagine like da vinci did it yeah you know what i mean right, like right. maybe if da vinci did this. if it's just mechanical yeah if it's if it doesn't necessarily require anything well, other than that yeah shit comes to light like uh centuries later like da vinci's stuff yeah. didn't even get discovered for hundreds of years and look at our man swedenborg as yeah. <laughs> designing yeah. like flying machines and shit totally yeah all this kind of crazy stuff it's really cool so maybe uh maybe somebody will try to re you know will rediscover edison's spirit edison's, well now there's a i gotta say this like during covid lockdown I was told this by the youngsters, my son and my niece. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. the idea of a spirit box got very popular during COVID. And it's the idea, and I think you've looked at these too. It's like a, basically a radio. And you're basically, it's sort of scanning all of the frequencies. So it's running through all of the radio stations. You could do this uh -huh. with like a, a police scanner too. Uh -huh. And then every once in a while, you've, you know, you've done this driving down the road. All of a sudden, some like other voice from another station will punch through and just mm -hmm. like appear in the middle mm -hmm. of your song or whatever. Uh -huh. And there's a whole now movement of young folks on YouTube and TikTok. They're collecting these Spirit devices and trying things. to, uh -huh. yeah, they're trying to dial in. So this is a thing... So this is a thing. It's like that's called EVP, isn't it? Electronic yes, voice phenomenon. Yes. Yeah, and it's and it's a whole thing. EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, is this thing where you can leave a tape recorder in an empty room and it will pick up the a haunted room and it'll pick up maybe the voices of people. So ghostly talking. voice comes yeah. through and the I device. I used to have somehow. a. I used to have a. I used to have a CD back in the day. I must still have it somewhere that had a lot of examples, famous examples of like EVP in it. And I oh, gotta really? say they were not tremendously convincing, but they but they were on there. But so this is a thing now. So people are- It's gotten popular again. Uh-huh. And it's like yeah. shortwave. Yeah. Although there's nothing on shortwave anymore. When you listen to shortwave now, there's nobody uses shortwave That's true. anymore. And but I they'll go to find, a, they'll go to a cemetery and they'll walk around with this thing as it scans through and then they'll record it all and then they'll hunt through the recording to see if they catch uh -huh. actual sentences or fragments that and are meaningful. They're not thinking to themselves, it's just, it's just WJBL Cincinnati well, like I, popping I through. I am. Like, yeah, of course, it's like, guys, that's, you know, it's like, yeah. I, know, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what a lot of the EVP that you know? I, for, yeah, that's what yeah. I, look, my God, it's a game from the past. And it's like, no, but I mean, that's what I have to say. Even I am a little bit like, because the stuff I've heard. Oh, this like, is where a, you draw the line. A, yeah, my, it's an angelic <laughs> choir. And I'm like, it's, you know, NPR, Phoenix, Arizona, playing like, you know, Beethoven or something. I mean, it's not necessarily, I mean, who knows yeah, what it is. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very not, skeptical I have a too. little bit of a, I have a little bit of, I'm a little bit skeptical. But I, lo I love the myself. impulse because it's saying yeah. there could, in the same way that Edison is saying, you have swarms of energy that make up your personality. There's a sense in which, Ever since electromagnetic stuff was discovered, it's been a good way to think about 
like, could you continue after the physical body? You know? Totally. And I've said before, and this I do think of, that a lot of this weird phenomenon I've experienced has been around electricity, like electrical things have been involved. The kind of premonitory stuff with the radio or knowing the phone's going to ring and stuff like that. There's lots of like these weird sort of psychic moments that relate to electricity, I think, a lot. And I think there's some kind of relationship. There is a whole, by the way, and just to, before we move off of this, there is a whole phenomenon of phone calls from the dead. And somewhere on these shelves of mine, I have a book that's called Phone Calls from the Dead. <laughs> really? Like your yeah. phone, your house and phone it was, rings? And it was written, it, this was back when you had rotary phones and stuff yeah. like that. Although I'm sure maybe, I wonder if it would happen on a cell phone. It'd be interesting. That people get this on a cell phone, get text messages from the dead, which seems pretty oh, easy to, to to freak somebody out fake. doing that. But but that people would get calls from people and it would be the moment of their dying, or they and then they really? would found out that the person died at that time and they got a phone call or they were getting phone call from phone calls from dead people. But this is are you saying the, these the are a re, this is a real phone call a, where the person is dying or it's like a spirit. No, 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 it's a spirit. Okay. <laughs> no. So I'm like, dude, get down here. I'm dying. <laughs> that, that would be that would be phone calls from the dying. That would be a different thing. No, that's terrible. You're quick, give me a phone. phone. Ah, I'm it's me. It's me. I'm dying. No, phone calls from people who... <laughs> from people who are dead. No, from people who are dead. That's very funny. No, that's awesome. Um, no, from people who are dead. And so things would happen like they would find it. It's like when you see, it's like the phenomenon of people having a visitation from somebody. I saw Uncle Bob like okay. walking in my yeah, room you. and then he disappeared. And then you find out later that's right when Uncle Bob died. Wow. And so there's a similar thing with the phone things. But there's also ones that are just straight up coming from people who are dead and stuff like that. But um, who have been dead for a while. <laughs> Not the dying. Yes. Well, no, that's <laughs> here's, a, here's, a kind of a, here's a kind of a disturbing thought, which is like, do you really want to be – like one of your energy personality swarms floating disembodied out in the ether? Because that sounds like it could be fucking hell. Like yeah. we all imagine that the personality is going to be like sipping on a pina colada awful. in yeah. heaven, but you could just be some disassembled self yeah. floating in pieces. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. No, it's just, but I guess that's why so much ghost lore has so much despair and pain guess, attached yeah. to it of your trap trying to you know trying what I mean? to resolve. like you're stuck here you can't get out of here you know what i mean and why and, and i guess it accounts for for a lot of that but yeah well there you go see an awesome letter yeah a really amazing uh, a provocative letter and from, uh, from arthur it, in Japan. it really inspired us as we talk about to get into actually edison's you know writings from back in 1920 and it's so interesting totally cool really fascinating super interesting the whole thing is interesting and edison tesla thing would be an interesting thing to oh, dig into more there needs to be a or movie just as just edison or just uh, there must yeah. be there's got to be, be some kind of movie there ought to be but anyway, we had a the, the, the fantastic letter. This is this is this is getting back to why it reminded us of Mr. William Shatner, yes. who we interviewed back uh, way back in what was it like May third? Yeah, if you of this if you have not year, heard that or seen that, please yeah. go and listen to that episode because it is hilarious. And Shatner is Off amazing. The chain. Yeah, 
He's Absolutely. amazing. We talked about tequila, wine, mushrooms, the afterlife, death, space travel, <laughs> yeah. his greatness. <laughs> Basically, Chatner's greatness yes. we talked about a lot. He was amazing. It was a fun episode. He was amazing, and it was, it was really great. Listen to it. But we actually it reminded us of this little, a little, little, gem, uh, a little wonderful little gem chunk. from that during this conversation we had. And we wanted to just throw that in there because we asked uh, a Bill, big Bill Shatner, if he believes in ghosts. Yeah. And, and if he had any thoughts about the paranormal, here's, here's what he had yeah, to say. Yeah, here he is. What's your feelings about ghosts? Do you think that there are ghosts or they yeah. might become a ghost? Or, or is that related to this at all? I love the ghostly idea. But to me, and I know all kinds of people, including my wife, have seen people who were dead alive. Really? And, mm -hmm. Yeah, who just died. And, you know, before they got noticed, there was the person uh, sitting in the room. Mm -hmm. I've never seen, I, I yearn to have that out-of-body experience. I've never had one. And you've never had an encounter. You've never seen or felt a no, ghost. No. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, the phrase, whatever it is, strangest thing, stranger things in heaven and earth, mm -hmm. the, the world, let me start uh, to begin the thought. We're looking out at the universe through all our sophisticated webs and, and, uh, and uh, telescopes and, mm -hmm. uh, and seeing this incredible universe <clears throat> we, uh, we 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 know that the at, at the moment the furthest celestial body is 13.8 billion light years away so it took all that time for that photon of light to meet meet my eye where is that galaxy gone in 13.8 billion years it's been moving out we know it's expanding mm. so where's it gone we don't know where it's gone no, no. It's, no. it's limitless. Yes. Okay. So we know, we, we think we know that. And on the other hand, we know that we only, now they're guessing, that we only can perceive 5% of the universe, that the other 95% is dark matter and dark energy. So we're looking like through what? Gauze or a cloud or through impenetrable concrete. No. We, yeah. What are our observations worth? <laughs> we know. 95%. Right. What? Es essentially, you're saying we know nothing. We know no shit. <laughs> <laughs> we know and, nothing. And, and, and everything is suspect. <laughs> yes. yes. Is, the speed yes. of light is supposed to be the... the A the, constant. The, 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 yeah. the basic thing. Yeah. I'll guarantee you. That'll be different next week. <laughs> next week. Oh, Jesus, we found out that isn't. Yeah. You know, yeah, let us know that's but, going to happen. But that's you know, a... How yeah. did they find... How did they find tectonic plates 100 years ago? Yeah. Well, it's obvious. Big Bang. Big Bang. We just did another 100 year ago. Some guy in 1947, right. I think. And it's all going to change. It's all right. going to change. Yeah. A it's all going to change. Big Bang, a little point of light, it all exploded, and yeah. you can hear it. How do they know that when the 95% it's all bleak? It's all. We don't know shit. We don't know we shit. We don't know anything. Yep. We don't know anything, Steve. <laughs> we, we don't do. know shit. We think we know something, <laughs> but we don't. Yep. 
We don't know goddamn anything. <laughs> Absolutely true. Well, that's very Absolutely true of the chinwag. But even the scientists don't know anything. Well, well, well let's, knows let me anything. back it off a little. Nobody but knows anything. Listen, the Shatner, the, the, the Shatner, the 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 with the with the with the most profound insight of all. We don't know shit. <laughs> we don't know anything. He's absolutely right. It was a great time with Bill Shatner. It was great. It really yeah. was. It was amazing. I find it liberating to, to not thing. know anything. I find that very liberating. I, I do I'm too. Not I actually think it's great to know. The, and the older I get, and he's well in advance yeah. of us, he's he really knows we don't know shit. That's some wisdom. He knows we do not know diddly squat. <laughs> anyway, that was our fifth episode from May 3rd of 2023. Go back and listen to it. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole is conversation great. is great. Oh, God. That's it. That's it. We hope everybody has a very splendid, lovely, fun-filled weekend. Yes, and uh, Thank you for listening, as always. And wag on weirdos. Wag on weirdos. Chinwag is a production of Treefort Media and Touchy Feely Films. Hosted and executive produced by Paul Giamatti and Stephen Asma. Executive producers for Treefort are Kelly Garner and Lisa Ammerman. Dan Carey is executive producer for Touchy Feely. Our series producer is Rachel Whitley Bernstein. Our associate producer is Andrew Miller. Original theme music by Luke Topp, with additional music by Via Mardot. Oscar Guido is our executive in charge of production. Tom Monahan is head of audio for Treefort. Animation created by Alex Sokol. Audio production, supervision, and editing by Maxwell Carney. Additional audio assistance and mixing by Jeff Neal. With additional production management from Renee Levesque. Clara Wong is Celestial Empress of Benevolent Knowledge. Lastly, for more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find us on Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod.